This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show. A lot to cover this week, including a handful of WHL teenagers making their mark on NHL rosters. We'll have a rundown on that coming up in moments. The Vancouver Giants are switching things up again. They'll wear special edition referee sweaters later on this month, and it's all in the name of an awareness campaign. Assistant General Manager Peter Toygo will be our guest. And what a week for Easton Armstrong, the Tempo WHL Player of the Week, had a big weekend and is now a Saskatoon Blade. He'll wrap up the show. First up. A handful of WHL players remain with NHL teams in only their 18- or 19-year-old seasons. Of course, Connor Bedard isn't going anywhere. The first overall NHL pick of the Chicago Blackhawks made his NHL debut this week in Pittsburgh. Bedard admitted he did have some nerves leading up to the game. I think nerves are good. Um, shows you care for some people. I mean, everyone's different, but for myself, when I'm nervous, it, you know, it's like you know, you're really, really excited and anxious to get going, and I think that's a good thing, and you don't want to be gripping your stick nervous but just a little little butterflies and excitement I think is, is a good thing. He finished with one assist in a Chicago road victory. It's a moment you think of your whole life and you know how it's passed just like that so um, that part of it's sad but to just have it done um, get on with the season and, and everything for for our group is good and of course to get the win was, was awesome. A night later, Bedard would score his first NHL goal. It was a wraparound in Boston. Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson has been impressed with how Connor has handled it all so far. The attention, the um, the, the level of uh, demand on him has been very high, uh, unlike anything that I've seen uh, for a young player, certainly since uh, I've been around the Blackhawks. And it's just he's handled with a maturity so far beyond 18 years uh, is it, it's been it's been really impressive to watch and um, you know he, he doesn't get much of a break coming in with some national games and uh, you know Pittsburgh Boston Montreal Toronto it's it's uh, you know it, it's serious stuff and and but he's handled it very well and I have no uh, I have no hesitation that he's going to continue to handle it in a, a very professional manner. Meanwhile, also in Chicago is Seattle Thunderbirds defenseman Kevin Korchinski. The 19-year-old Saskatoon native has started the season with the Blackhawks. He logged over 19 minutes of ice in the 4-2 win in his NHL debut. It's good to get the win. Um, it's a lot of learning points, so it was a good game. Learned a lot from him, and uh, yeah, we moved on. Korchinski was a first-round pick of the Blackhawks in 2022 and has some comfortability with the organization. Just a bit of confidence in knowing the guys. Obviously, you get that chemistry um, playing with guys. So, And, yeah, just getting a year better, it's, it uh, really helps getting stronger. You can kind of lean the guys more. So it was, uh, it was good. Well, what actually wild forward Zach Benson has cracked the Buffalo Sabres at just 18. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, it's still day by day. But, um, you know, it's pretty cool to be named to the opening roster. Um, you know, that was one of my goals coming into camp, and um, now I just, you know, uh, look to keep going here, uh, keep playing good hockey, and, uh, you know, keep taking it day by day and trying to get better. The 13th overall pick of the Buffalo Sabres this summer found out the news he was starting the season with the club from general manager Kevin Adams. Uh, he just pulled me in. We had a quick five-minute chat, and uh, he kind of just let me know that I'm sticking around, and, uh, you know, obviously I was pretty pumped. It's, it's really what you dream of, and, uh, you know, I was pretty pretty pumped. The standout WHL talent is looking to make a strong impression to stick with the Sabres this season. Kamloops Blazers 19-year-old Fraser Minton is having quite the run with the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
The second-round NHL pick in 2022 made his NHL debut Wednesday in a 6-5 shootout win over the Montreal Canadiens in Toronto. It means everything. It's been uh, you know, a dream of mine for like as long as I've been alive and playing hockey to be in a position like this. So, um, yeah, it means a lot. At what point in camp did you start to get the feeling that this was a possibility? Maybe after those couple Montreal games, um, I started to like really believe it. And you know, it's always a possibility when you're here. Everybody's watching you. If you stand out, you're gonna keep getting looks. But uh, after those games, when I was playing tough matchups and holding my own, I kind of got the inner confidence that it was a possibility. Toronto Maple Leafs general manager Brad Tree Living made the call to Fraser Minton on Thanksgiving Day Monday. That's certainly a fun call to make. We had Fraser in here today. We were going through everything, and, and we called his mom. And uh, mom and dad, and called his mom and and let them know and and you know see if they had any plans for Wednesday night because there's a hockey game going on. If we could uh, if we could get them out there for it, so those are the neat things you get to do um, in this job. And uh, but he's he's excited. The, the the thing that that the thing with Fraser is is you know even 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 talking to him and giving that news, you know I think his biggest quality that's allowed him to be here this long is his brain. And uh, he, he's, he's a very mature young man. He keeps everything in perspective. Um, so as excited as he was and thrilled to get the news that he's starting, he understands it's a daily process. And, and you know, today, the other day was a good day to be excited. Now he's got to, you know, have a good day yesterday and, and continue forward. So a really intelligent uh, young guy, very mature you know, smart young man, and uh, but yeah, those are those are fun days to have. And a great story emerging in Washington: a former Victoria Royal star, Matthew Phillips, is broken into the NHL with the Capitals now in his fifth season of pro. Final minute of OT, Phillips scores. Matthew Phillips. Stands tall, the smallest player on the ice tonight, wins it for Washington. He's the smallest NHL roster player this season at five foot seven and just over 140 pounds. He played with the Royals from 2015 to 2018, and he's proving the doubters wrong. I don't know about proving people wrong. There's, there's also a lot of people that I would like to say that I proved right, and um, I'm just really excited to be here, and they gave me a great opportunity. Um, and put a lot of trust in me, so I just tried to kind of do my best every day. In total across the NHL, 117 WHL alumni are on opening day rosters. This is the WHL This Week, presented by the Western Hockey League. What are they cooking up in Vancouver? They always have something going with the Vancouver Giants and their jerseys, and they've had some unique ones over the years. Peter Toigo is the assistant GM, alternate governor, and vice president of operations for the Vancouver Giants, and he joins us on the line to talk about the latest installment of uh, the uh, wild jerseys for the Giants, and that's the referee sweater the team will unveil October 22nd against the Spokane Chiefs. Uh, Pete, thanks for making some time for us, first of all. Uh, second of all, who comes up with all these ideas here with the Giants? Well, uh, first of all, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thanks for having me on, John. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? It's, it's usually a pretty collaborative uh, effort in our group for uh, uniforms and jerseys and, uh, and theme nights and things like that. This one was kind of a work in progress. Um, we actually came up with this uh, last year and couldn't really 
find the right time and place to put it together uh, properly. Uh, I think it needed to be something uh, earlier in the season to, to help with getting youth officials engaged uh, with their sports and all that sort of stuff. You know, you look at it, whenever you unveil a design like this, and it goes viral, right? Like, I mean, it must be pretty rewarding to have this idea that all of a sudden it's, you know, it's across the internet and on all social media channels uh, to say, hey, look what the Giants are doing. That has to be pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's for me, that's kind of the, the, you know, why you do it, is to get an attention. Uh, for me, like you, we've been in this industry for a long time, and it seems quite commonplace uh, for teams in our league to to wear special uniforms and, uh, and things like that. What makes it worthwhile is, is when you get a, re- a reaction, when you get a response. And uh, I don't always expect uh, everyone to say they love it, but uh, and I'm okay with some people saying that they don't like it. But uh, what I don't want is, you know, just meh. You know, I, w- I want that that uh, reaction. And, uh, and so that's what, that's what we go for when we come up with these sorts of uh, team nights. And it looks like we've got that uh, so far with this referee night. Yeah, I think you have. That's for sure. I want to ask you, it's it's more, though, than just putting on the sweater. Like it's it's like you said, it's an acknowledgement of officials across Western Canada and the U.S. that help, um, you know, put the games on. And also, uh, like you said, an awareness uh, campaign as well for youth officials. Yeah. So I've got an 11-year-old son, and he's been playing hockey forever because that's what we do. And he plays baseball as well in the summer times. And, and so um, I'm the president of uh, a small baseball league where we live. I recognize how challenging it can be sometimes to find uh, officials to, you know, ump our game. And then I was thinking about uh, with hockey as well, how, you know, how it's, you know, one of, the, one of the positions in sports that certainly doesn't get very much love. It's an easy position in sports to catch a lot of grief. And so when, when kids are younger, you know, they watch the game and, you know, you watch, you know, you complain about a bad call or a missed call, you know, you're playing in a game, the coach is calling the ref over to talk to them, and then they get to a certain age, and it's kind of like, hey, do you want to be a referee? And, you know, I'm assuming it's quite commonplace for these kids to say, no, not for me, thanks. And so, to me, it's an an oversight for giving these guys enough uh, credit and encouragement for what is uh, a seemingly impossible task, which is officiating in sports, especially youth sports as well. Our guest is Pete Toigo, the assistant GM of the Vancouver Giants. Now, whenever you put on a referee sweater, matching what the officials wear, uh, there has to be some sort of a, a plan in place here. And I understand uh, that the referees that night against Spokane will actually be uh, donning a, a different sweater. So there's some collaboration, some coordination going on here behind the scenes. Yeah, they're going to wear our sweaters. <laughs> okay. I, I'm just, I'm, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> that, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> uh, no, we, we've got, um, they're, they're actually, uh, they're coming this week, so I can show them off sometime this week once we, once we get them all um, done up. Uh, it's a fairly simpler one. It's, it's kind of like an off-white jersey, uh, similar to what was used in an NHL outdoor classic game some years ago. Nothing too crazy, but certainly needed to look a lot different than what we're wearing and certainly not uh, be similar colors to uh, who we're playing, which is the Spokane Chiefs, and so they'll be wearing red, right? So it's just a fairly, uh, fairly simple, plain jersey that has them stand out. 
Now, I think back to the Giants jerseys over the years, uh, and the thirds are, are, are a really nice sweater. Uh, I, I remember the, uh, the Team Canada sweater, uh, which was worn last year. And yeah, last also, year. you've had some crazy Christmas and Star Wars uh, designs. Is there anyone that sticks out for you over the years, Pete? Probably, uh, probably the Star Wars one. That was the first time we did kind of the full, the full uh, outfit from the socks, the pant covers, special pant covers, and and that's kind of like for me. That's where I find that we get our best response when we do the uh, the full uh, the full outfit, uh, like we did that with the with our Grinch uniforms and the Elf uniform, and and those ones got real good responses as well. We tried doing it last year with our white alternates. Uh, you may maybe you saw the uh, the memes on there. We didn't have a good game, and we looked like uh, we we got some grief on the internet on that. So we probably won't do that one again with the white pants. I'm not sure if you if you caught that one last year, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but I find that when whenever you do like the full outfit with proper pant covers, like the Ninja Turtle uh, uniforms yes. that uh, yeah. we, we did last year, yeah, the show didn't count. Yeah, like that's that, great. That really, I think, really uh, makes it unique and uh, gets a real good response. Well, it's great. You know, junior hockey is, um, you know, a lot of times it's just an, an experimentation on, you know, pushing the boundaries of some of these things. Now, these uh, jerseys, these referee jerseys will be worn, but already uh, are now available uh, at an auction process at elevateauctions.com slash ref appreciation night. And uh, these are up for grabs, right? Like if, if you're a, a jersey fan and uh, people like to collect jerseys, uh, you know, place your bid right now. Yeah, well, these are one of a kind. I'm I'm not sure there's been any teams in any sports that have ever worn uh, referee or officiating jerseys in a game. Uh, so uh, I think this is the first time that's been done. So it's it's uh, you can get them online for sure. If they're not listed now, they should be listed by tomorrow sometime or Tuesday sometime. Yeah, it looks great. I'm looking at them right now, actually, clicking through everything. So they're up and they're live and ready to go. Well, you continue to push the envelope uh, there with the Giants, and this will be a fun night to see, uh, you know, a little bit of recognition to the referees. Hopefully everybody gets along that evening, and uh, it should be a good one. Pete, good job on this project, and, uh, and have a great rest of your year. Thanks for being our guest on WHL this week. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, John. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. Hockey leagues across the United States and Canada have come together to form the Respect Hockey Culture Centre. It's a centralized platform which provides access for players, coaches, and employees to confidentially receive mental health support services and to report incidents of bullying, abuse, harassment, and discrimination. This unprecedented alliance includes the American Hockey League, the CHL, including the WHL, the ECHL, Professional Women's Hockey League, and the United States Hockey League. The collaboration seeks to reduce barriers to reporting abuse and misconduct, an essential step in fostering and respectful psychologically safe and inclusive environment in hockey. The leagues take allegations of unethical behavior and misconduct seriously and will review all reports made on the platform to determine an appropriate course of action. The Respect Hockey Culture Center is operated by an independent third party, Reese Community, with mental health supports available through the Canadian Center for Mental Health and Sports. The initiative was made possible by way of a grant from the NHL. The Respect Hockey Culture Center will be rolled out to the players and staff within each of the leagues over the course of this 2023-24 hockey season. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week.
A whirlwind week for new Saskatoon Blades forward Easton Armstrong, who was named the Tempo WHL Player of the Week as a member of the Wenatchee Wild. He is now in Saskatoon, and Les Lazaric has more. Thanks, John. I am joined by the WHL Player of the Week, who was playing with the Wenatchee Wild at the time, now a member of the Saskatoon Blades. And just as I say that, it's weird. How weird is it for you, Easton Armstrong, to hear that? I mean, obviously, it's a little bit weird just just because three days ago I was on a completely different team, completely different country, different city. So it's a little crazy just to be just to be somewhere so far and so different, but mostly exciting. Now, the one thing you told me the other day in Edmonton was that you knew about the trade before you found out that you were Player of the Week. Yet it came out news-wise <laughs> the, the other way around. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, I found about the trade, like, pretty early in the morning. They're like, oh, yeah, you're trading. And then, like, 30, 30 minutes later, as I was packing everything up, I saw that I got player of the week. So, Tell me about the week, first of all. You were with Wenatchee. You had a hat trick, a five-point game. Is that a career high for you? Yeah, that is a, that's a career high for me. So, And then a couple of goals the game before. So you had five goals and two assists for seven points. I mean, you were on a roll. The, the, the hockey net must have looked more like a soccer net. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the puck was just going in. I think I don't, I don't know, I don't know what was happening, but it was, it was going all my way for that for that weekend. So. Tell me about what it was like playing for a new franchise in the league. I mean, it's it, it's an old franchise. It was the Winnipeg Ice, but they're now in Wenatchee. What was the vibe like in that city and for the few games that you were there? I mean, it was pretty cool. Obviously, like new city, like everyone's super excited to get the get the new league in there. So I mean, it was it was good for the. For the, what a two two months it was that I was there. So yeah, two months you were there. You weren't in Winnipeg for all that long. You were a trade deadline acquisition from the Regina Pats. You're staying in the East Division though. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is uh, you, you know this division very well. What did you know about the Saskatoon Blades before you got traded? I don't know they were always hard to play against. Always played so fast. So other than that, like they just were never never the easiest team to play. I don't think I ever. I don't got many. I don't have many career points against them, so hopefully I can get a lot with them. And yet, while you started in the right direction in Edmonton back on Wednesday night, getting a goal at first it was given to Willie James, but you obviously touched that on the way in. Yeah, I don't know. There was a lot of bodies in front, so it was nice to nice to get credit for it. But it's exciting. Did you know anybody on this roster at the time you were acquired? Um, I knew Shagru, but. <laughs> That's the only guy I knew. So, and of course, we should probably do the backstory on that. You get acquired from Wenatchee, and unfortunately, yeah. you're a 20 year old. He's a 20 year old. You can't have more Absolutely. than three as of Tuesday, so he ends up getting released. You know all about the uh, the story with him. He was pretty famous around here for what he did in the playoffs last year. Yeah, absolutely, Mr. Game Seven. I mean, I grew up playing with him, like in, in LA when I was younger, so I knew him pretty well, like just playing against him and stuff. So then he he uh, he just reached out and said like good luck, boys, I love you and stuff. So that was that was really nice of him. He didn't have to do that. You're mentioned Los Angeles. That's hometown for you. When you go back home in, in the off season and you say, hey, I'm playing hockey in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, or Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and now Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. What do people your buddies say to you? Well, I live in Colorado now, okay. but but I I don't know. They just. They think it's pretty normal now. It's been so many years, so all my friends and stuff are just like, oh, okay. But when I see, when if like I'm talking to some like random person that I haven't 
like met really well then they're like oh where is that <laughs> well I, I mean are you used now you've got to be used to the weather i mean it's it's not too bad right now but it's going to get cold and being from colorado you experience this kind of stuff right yeah absolutely i mean colorado definitely doesn't get this cold but regina and winnipeg were definitely <laughs> definitely real cold so it won't be anything new for me and guess what it's going to be the same here very very soon unfortunately uh you're taking on Calgary and Prince Albert this weekend. What do you know about the Blades Raiders rivalry? Um, I actually don't know too much about that, but I'm sure it, I'm sure it gets pretty rowdy knowing how PA plays. But well, you know what it's like with Regina Moose Jaw. Oh yeah. The Blades aren't very popular in Prince Albert. You'll find that out on Sunday. I'm sure they're not, and that rink is always they always it's always packed and loud. So I'm sure it'll be an unbelievable game. How do you see yourself fitting in with this team? What's been told to you as far as what they want you to be able to provide? Um, obviously, like my my big body, big frame, getting to the net, stuff like that, and other than that, just just play. Easton, thanks so much for this. Congratulations on Player of the Week, and we wish you all the best with the Blades moving forward. Yeah, thank you so much. Back to you, John. And that's the show. Big thanks to our guests, both Peter Toigo and Easton Armstrong, and a big thank you to Les for stepping up on the road to the Blades for our Easton Armstrong piece. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.